Hello and welcome to Boodling Chats 2. This time, our first one, 2023, and hopefully we'll be a bit more um, better at doing Boodling Chats. We did one last year, and we're doing our second one already in seven days into 2023. So we'll try and do one once a month, um, but for this one, yeah, I'm joined by the famous YouTuber, as she likes being called, as she rolls her eyes at me, um, Rachel of Rachel Reacts. Um, and we're... Hello. We're going to be discussing, we're going to be previewing um, 2023. Um, so we've got a list of bands we're going to go through, and then we might do other 2023 chatter. Um, but yeah, how are you, Rachel? I'll do, the, I'll do the how are you. How are you, Rachel? I'm doing extremely well now that I'm here and get to talk about bands, which is one of my favorite things to do. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. I've been, been watching football all day, and now I'm going to talk about, well, I've been watching, watching music, no, watching football and write about music. So yeah. It's a Saturday in January, not doing anything exciting, am I? Um, but yeah, I guess we just we just go into it. <laughs> just go straight into it. Just go straight into it. Obviously, 2022 was a really big year, and 2023 is not looking to be any lesser than. So the, I'm really excited about what we've got to go. Already with our first band. Obviously, the first band is going to be the obvious band to talk about, given the last two, well, not like last three days, sort of. But yeah, like Sleep Token. Which you, which you reacted, reacted to this morning, the two new songs, the yeah. and Chokehold. Yep, had to um, avoid any spoilers for two days, which, as you know, with Sleep Token is a task, mm -hmm. but I did it. Uh, what were your thoughts on the new singles? Um, I like them. Um, as, yeah, of course I like them. I think with... I think Chokehold felt more of a... I don't think it blew me away. I liked it, and you kind of see, you could feel the shift. Like I feel like at first you were like, okay, this sounds very familiar. But I think if you go back and start with Alkaline, you can see where they shifted it. Um, I think yeah, it's question song. It's got the usual kind of vocal hooks. I don't think structurally it's hugely different, but I think sonically there are those changes, which are quite nice. Um, yeah, and I think the summoning is the more. Yeah, it feels like if they did two. Um, the, the summoning is very much like I don't say chaotic, but it's just like you're just there going. It's like, got everything. It's got everything. Like okay, this is like I feel like you're gonna have to do the the more simple, more basic. It's a bit harsh saying basic, but kind of the structure on um, chokehold is fairly as you'd expect. Then the summoning is just kind of like a grenade in there. And I feel like pair them together was good because if you do two like the summoning together, it's a bit like okay, it's a bit too much. Uh, I really liked that approach, especially because it gives people the chance, like, they, they did one day, put out Chokehold, gave people the chance to say, like, you know, this is good, and then for people to doubt them a little bit, and then the very next day they were like, and you know what, the summoning, bam, and then everybody who probably, I, I still need to go back and see what the discourse was like, because as I mentioned, I avoided it. Mm -hmm. But I can only imagine that some people were like, mm, this ain't it for me, and then the summoning came out and they were like, uh, obviously it won't be for some people like not mm. everything is likable by ev I don't think there's any band that you could put out that everybody in the world would like you know but overall as like sleep the sleep token community and and the people who do discuss this type of music I think a lot of people will enjoy the follow-up of the summoning to chokehold too like that type of single release I really liked yeah because yeah I think there is I don't want to use the phrase there's something for everyone but it's like you have two different styles and it's kind of like if you didn't perhaps you know vibe too much of the heavy stuff and kind of the, the funky 
very nightlifey. <laughs> I thought last minute and a half. Um, yeah. I saw. I did. I did see Hansel tweet about Hansel's like sleep token and the Kings of it again. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, obviously, you know, more kind of more chill. Um, there's chokehold, but yeah, it was a very strange discourse. So then a lot of it kind of, um, I guess, which we'll touch on is it went to like, well, what's what's happening? Because everyone was just like. Like the one came out of nowhere. Like I didn't wake up on like you know Monday and be like, oh, you know, because you obviously, yeah, you can, you know, you know what's no coming. And it was like, oh, okay, like it's just, you know, you knew the day before. Oh, there's one coming. Oh, like oh shit. And then, um, yeah, then summoning came, and it was, I don't know. Then of course everyone was then like waiting for the third one. Um, last night didn't happen. So that was kind of then, yeah. what was, then everyone's theorizing about like, is it going to be one a day to the album? You know, is it going to be like four at once in the album? I don't know. <laughs> that's day, a, that's so. a lot of what I heard too. People being like, they're going to release one every day. They're going to do this and they're going to do that. And it was like a, a brief, you know, I was just watching from the outside, like every once in a while opening up my YouTube app to see if anything new was there. And I was like, I don't know what's no. going on, but I'm kind of glad I'm not a part of this right now. And I still have two new songs to check out when I get to them. Uh, and then by the time I recorded this morning, of course, yesterday had already happened. So everyone was already disappointed and I was not. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I mean, I stayed at midnight because I was like, Fred, I was like oh. and then of course, yeah, there's a few people on like the Boone Discord just being like waiting as well and just being like, oh, <laughs> I was expecting a new single. But yeah, I feel that, yeah, maybe for once or even one, I feel kind of leaving these two um, to kind of have their have their time um, it's probably the better move and I think as we now know um, there's Granite on the 19th and Aqua I can't even say the next, the next point is it Regia? Aqua Regia? I think that's correct yeah Aqua the, Regia maybe? Yeah on the 20th so it's two a week um, by the looks of it I mean it, well theorise yeah it's going to be two tracks with two weeks and then that'll change or oh, they'll just release the next two and announce it for like um, but yeah, as I said, as I got my notes, we did the maths and, um, the album, Take Me Back to Eden, we're about out on March 17th, if it's two a week. <laughs> um, and that, yeah, that will be an interesting, I mean, it, I do, I agree though, that having time to digest a single every day would just like, it would be a lot, especially if they're going to be like in this vein. I, I mean, obviously no sleep token album, I think sounds similar front to back every track but like you know the overall vibe that you get when you consider these two singles like please please give us the two weeks to to process like i need those two weeks yeah because we always they did the with sundowning that was once every week at sundowning i think wasn't it or something on those lines um so and yeah kind of the previous album uh, that release cycle was fairly standard um, so whether or not they're just kind of because i can imagine that i mean i'm not sure about the label side but i can imagine a lot of labels are kind of with the way things are these days of like streamings and social media and all that kind of sh- the single model of how do you actually release singles to get the most out of them um but yeah it's kind of because i was kind of i think to be honest with me personally i was perhaps moving a wee bit away from sleep like, and being like maybe I wasn't as into as much as I once was um and now I'm just like okay like I'm I'm back in <laughs> and you have to say like yeah. to just go in and drop a single cold like that with no marketing no hype like they they know exactly like the 
the amount of hype I guess they already have about mm. around the band because you know certain bands if they were to do that it would be like oh honey what are you doing but with Sleep Token it was like they it, they ruptured the scene briefly like everyone mm. I had to block Sleep Token from my timeline like the words uh, yeah. from my Twitter or else I 100% it would have been spoiled the amount of pings direct messages comments I got like hey did you know that Sleep yes yes <laughs> Yes, of course. I, I, it would be impossible not to. But anyway, sorry, I won't, won't yeah. carry on too long. Uh, then we could talk about yeah, no, yeah, I think, yeah, I think, the, yeah, I think for me, so that there was that kind of there was the leaked, the leaked track list, um, which turned out to be mm -hmm. somewhat correct, which leaked from Vessel Spotify, which is quite funny, which is which is in the wrong order <laughs> as we now know. So that's not the correct order, uh, which is almost a, a bright side of it. Yeah, I don't really want to know yet. Yeah, because we had Chokehold Down as um, the opener, and it's not. Um, but anyway, yeah, I think, yeah, I think they're just kind of, they're a group which have enough of a, um, like, they have enough of a base, I guess, where they can just do that, and they know that, like, they can release it, and then people will just lose their shit, and that will kind of, like, echo out, um, and I think, I was going to say, yeah. but obviously, as we know, this tube on Discord of Last.fm, and you can obviously, like, someone ran playing, <laughs> of what I was listening to, and then it was all, it was, like, so people just need to sleep token. Um, oh yeah. So yeah, they've definitely, yeah, captured, and it's also I think it's this nice start of the new for a bit, of, a bit of excitement. Yeah, they've kept definitely captured the narrative um, at the moment. But yeah, I mean we're still in the speculation point, even from our side. Like it might be two a week, it might be March seventeenth. Like who, who knows? knows? And then they're also the type of band I feel like that would lead like lead us to believe one thing and then all of a sudden just do something different you know they don't it doesn't seem like they like people knowing what's gonna happen really except mm. with i guess like you said uh this place will become your tomb was fairly straightforward and stuff yeah. but that that was out of character for them and now they're probably like oh, okay we did that here now we're just gonna be very sleep token about this and who knows what will happen yeah and i think if um yeah, this is maybe kind of, you know, their last throw of the dice. They're probably going to be like, fuck it, we'll just, you know, mess around with it, see what we can kind of do and whatnot. So, um, but yeah, I'm excited for it. I think, yes, yeah, so if it is March 17th, as we mentioned, discussed kind of in the chat, like that'll be an animate on the same day as well as, <laughs> yes, that'll be, a, that'll be a big day. We'll do animate later, but yeah, it'll be a big day. Oh, right. yeah. that I mean, if Sleep Dog and Animate animate release albums on the same day, I'm not sure how I'll, how, I don't know how I'll carry on throughout the rest of the year. No day will, it will be January 14th all over again from last year with like Fit for an Autopsy dropping oh, yes. on the same day as uh, Under Oath dropped an album. And then there was another bigger one because I remember Under Oath being the one that I was like, if, why did y'all pick today? Um, please. But there was another one that was like up there with Fit for an Autopsy. January 14th, 2022 was huge like that. I guess we move on to the next band, which is also a UK band. Graphic, yeah, Graphic Nature. Yeah, I think for me, they, I think, yeah, Graphic Nature for me, they were always a band I've had an eye on, um, kind of since their initial singles. Um, just because they've all, you know, they've talked, had that new metalcore sound, which I've always kind of followed. So obviously, like, 2019 with, like, Mortal Fear, um, Grit. New Skin came out. I liked New Skin, but I wasn't like, yeah, if you told me that, it would be one of my most hyped. The debut would be one of my most hyped albums off the back of New Skin. I probably wouldn't have believed. It. I thought it was good, 
But I wasn't like, you know, that they're going to be like one of the best new metalcore bands going and probably one of the best, like not best, but kind of, you know, you know, better bands, better bands kind of high end in the UK. I just think when they dropped Into the Dark and Babble, it's like, holy shit, like, yeah, you, how, where have you guys been keeping this? <laughs> Right, like, I mean, I I would definitely agree. Like, they put out those singles and the EP, and it was like it was attention catching. Mm. The potential was undoubtedly there. Yeah. But when they released, and Into the Dark is like my jam from them. That is the song of of the singles that are out so far. But each of the other singles have qualities that that has. Like, they just like put a different spin on it, like have a little more edge to like their their aggression to like, um, I guess like that sound that they're sort of falling into as mm. their own. It feels like with this album, they fought, like they figured it out more, figured out more of what they want their sound to be and are kind of like nailing down further into it. And it is badass sounding. Yeah, I think it kind of, I like, I think on this one I like the production a lot more as well. I, I can't. I feel that we. I feel that it feels like the production is like a lot harsher, a lot kind of. I don't know if dirty is the right word, but it feels like. Uh, and you can maybe perhaps did feel a bit too like soft and a bit light and a bit kind of clean. I just feel that it's kind of like everything about it just feels like it has, like an atmosphere to it, like a feel to it, a heaviness to it. You're like, okay, I'm rocking with this. I'll I'll be curious to kind of see, how the record goes because obviously it is uh what is it 11 tracks in total of two interludes um so i'm curious to see how if they can carry that sound across a whole album without it because i could imagine that i think doing the whole album but then also making it so you're not on like track six you're like okay i'm a bit tired out i'm a bit exhausted yeah. Uh, yeah there's an amount of it that becomes jarring to listen to if there's not enough like variation or something to keep that like listener attentive and interested in in what's going on because if every if you can't identify like track like something that makes a track unique between them by like the middle of the album then it starts to be a little bit like okay uh you know like i i need that character it does feel like with the singles it's it's a it's got some character to them but i i'm in the same boat as you i'll be interested to see like uh, the in between and and how that fills in. Yeah, uh, I think Pete, who um, guitarist who writes most of that content, he's, he's yeah very good at what he does. So I have faith that it'll be good. I would, I think you put it in your predicted top ten. Um, mm-hmm. I think it probably will be my top ten. Um, but I ha- I've I've learned the last two years that most of my predictions of what will be my album of the year, what will be my top ten all that shit yeah. <laughs> just never happens yeah so. i think part of the fun is that of mm. of that is like looking back and being like i had no idea like this ran-. like me with gatherers being my number three mm. last year if you had told me that at the beginning of the year i'd be like mm, uh, sure okay sure but you just don't you don't know yeah but uh, with, with this one it does feel promising though i will say i don't want to say that like I don't know. So I said it's going to be in my top 10, but actually I lied. Like, I don't mean that, obviously, but I, you know. Yeah, I think even if, like, let's say it's, like, number, like, 15 on both our lists, I think what happened with this album, I think it'll definitely push them, especially in the UK, to more the forefront. Um, like, I could see them. Um, but they, the two they've been doing quite a bit, they, they, they were going to tour with Vex. Uh, they toured recently with Cancer Bats along with Witch Fever. They did Throwdown Festival. Um they did and they're doing download this year um 
So I think they're, you know, they're definitely being picked upon, but I think this will be one where it kind of, yeah, takes them up to a level where they will be, you know, on festivals like higher up the bill. Um, possibly, I think they're probably going to do a headline tour of their the release. So, yeah, I think it do them good. And I think, especially, I don't know if same in the US, but I think in the UK that having a good, consistent band do this sound is also quite nice to have. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to Refit Nature, and they're a good bunch of lads. So, yeah, hopefully, hopefully it's good. Well, it'll be good. <laughs> yeah, hopefully it's a uh, hopefully it's an expectation like blower, you know, mm. when you you know when you're expecting something to be like towards the end of your top 10 or whatever and then it just ends up like being something you absolutely loved. I'm hoping for them, especially when you see like a band like that that's building momentum and working mm. towards that. I feel yeah. like it's even more satisfying to to have that happen with something like that. So that's what I'm hopeful for at least and you too, obviously. Of course, yeah. Um, I guess moving on to the next one. This is this is one firmly in your ballpark. It's ve- <laughs> Veil of Maya. This is this is on assuming it happens, but we th- we're pretty sure it will be this year. Finally, it should be this. I only so I included them in like my predicted top ten last year. So I won't I won't do it again this year uh, because it's been you know as everyone knows it's been yes. they've gone through whatever they've gone through with their music. But I didn't include them in my top ten. But if they put it out like my predicted top ten, but if they put the record out this year, I'm very much expecting to have some issues and for it to be included. Yeah, because I saw the um, Sumerian tweeted about, and obviously it's a tweet to tweet, so take it with a pinch of salt. But I saw they put out a tweet, um, yeah, the other day, involving Veil of Maya, and obviously I had Synthwave vegan last year. Um, and I kind of feel that a lot of the issues they've had, because obviously there was issues, obviously, I think, from my understanding, is if the album's out this year, that'll be the third iteration of their album. Um, obviously, with the first one being dumped. Um, and then I think one of those, there was the Outrun album, which was also dumped. Um, so also I think there was the two singles previously, which were, uh, I can't remember what they were called now. Was one called Outrun as well? There was the other one before Outrun. So those two won't be on the album. Um, yeah. I don't understand. But I think they probably, I think hopefully they've moved, we're hoping again. But yeah, they should, they should have moved beyond those issues now where they can release an album this year. And I think that it's almost one of those ones where unless there is another issue out of their control, if you're not dropping an album this year, I think that's when you kind of start to get the concern of, you start to lose people, I guess, because it has been, the last one was on 2017, which will soon be five yeah. years. And if you don't do this, you'll move into the situation territory and people will just be like, you know, they'll move on. So there's only so much momentum that you can like continue with with like the singles because especially with the quality that they've been uh, because like they right out of the gate and you know releasing a single in 2019 it was high quality so people were waiting on the edge of their seats and stuff and obviously as you mentioned some things are out of your control but I do think at some point they start getting you know you don't want them to start getting replaced in like the the repeat listening rotations and stuff and i imagine that's probably hard for them as well like i've seen a lot of mark's tweets um about everything and and it's hard to you know it's hard you can't not sympathize or empathize with that uh, however you want to look at it but at the same time it does at some point be like oh do am i gonna add, i'm not gonna add this to the playlist today you know 
um, because just so much other stuff is happening and coming out and new stuff and you're like, oh God. And then now I find myself, you know, I still throw, I will still put on a ton of, of Veil of Maya, but not as much as I used to. And it, it continues to sort of be a downward um, line on my chart as the time goes on, even though they've yeah. been one of my favorite bands. Yeah, that's no, because obviously Max, um, yeah, like he loves Veil of Maya, um, like has a Veil of Maya flag up in his, in his room of his PC. Um, but yeah, even when I kind of see his charts, there's never kind of like loads of Veil of Maya, he's like a diehard one. So I think, yeah, if it's not this year, then I don't know, I think I'm just going to sort of go like, fuck it. Um, but yeah, Veil of Maya, which yeah, it's maybe won't be fully from, I, I do like them. Um, they were never a band who were kind of like, okay, it's be like top 10 for me. Uh, yeah but i could guess that <laughs> to be fair there are some songs on false idol um mm, false idol is so good it's been so long i think it's like is it f- double speak double speak yep like double speak when it just goes uh, like mad, a lot of people like uh whistleblower from their older discography they have some insane stuff and yeah. it's it's i do think that no matter when veil of maya decides to drop the album no matter how much momentum they lose they're a band that when they do drop it people are gonna listen no matter how many that is mm-hmm. there will be um a core group of of people and people that that spreads to uh the frustration that people feel in the meantime i don't think will last once you know they do start having material it's that in between when people are like give me this now and i you know it's been so long but then they'll drop in people will be like this was worth the wait i would do it over and over again <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah um yeah, no, you know, yeah i guess actually we'll probably use moving on from one band who might release something to another which is a murder my favorite band mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I guess Amerta hopefully this year will be releasing Suicycle. It was originally going to be three songs, my understanding, and I think now it's going to be more. Um, be going through a label, possibly. Um, but yeah, and there's also like more than five free tracks out there. Um, so I think there's like Charade, Double Suicide, Trauma Coaster, Wrong Speak, Anti Morris. So I think you can watch three of those on that because I've been doing like Trauma Coaster a lot live. Um, they occasionally do Wrong Speak and Anti Morris. If I'm just even saying that, I'm placing that name completely wrong. Um, but yeah, it just feels to the. I think. I think when you listen to like, especially Trauma Coaster, um, even like when it's like a live setting, it's just like okay, this is this is a level up. Um, like I love Trauma Coaster. I presume it's going to be the single at some point. Uh, might be wrong, but it's kind of like they're playing a lot live. It probably means it's going to be a single. Um, I think that song's fucking great. Um, I think from what I've heard about uh, the other songs are kind of like more like J-Rocky stuff, like more kind of electronics and kind of varying up because as much as like Hyper Violence, my one criticism would be is maybe not a huge amounts of like variation. It's good. So it's something I'm not going to complain, but I'm kind of like if they did Hyper Violence again, I'd be like, come on. Um, so yeah, I think... Yeah, if like Trauma Coaster, there were two live songs, the other pieces are what to go by. And I think they're a band as well that have, um, I think they've got like, again, a lot of plaudits from other bands. Obviously, like Love took them on tour, tour Love were going to bring them to the UK, um, you know, doing a lot of shows with a lot of bands in the US, um, you know, they're getting a lot of great feedback and attention. Um, and, I just, and I think as well, they're one of those bands where I'm like, 
there's no one else. Maybe on hypervisor you could be like, okay, let's draw some of this. But I think the nearest of you kind of going, is there anyone else really sort of doing this sort of stuff at the moment? I'm like, no. Um, I think they've got a really unique look, really unique sound. I think, yeah, they're, they're like one one band that if I was to be like, you know, when we're sat here next year, um, who are like ten times more popular than they are already, um, it would be a murder. Um, they're sort of the one I'm, I'm yeah, I'm putting kind of. Uh, my chips at the moment so i feel like bring being brought on tour by loathe and static dress like that mm. that says something in itself like if those two bands and not loose you know, as well you, oh, yeah exactly like if you're opening for those types of bands and they're believing in what you're doing like those are some of you know the members of those bands are huge influences in in other bands and are involved with other bands and you know what I, you know what i mean like yeah. they're good bands to be surrounded by i suppose as you're building your band up and you know the feedback that they would provide would be detrimental not saying that obviously omerta needs that or would take into consideration or change but it's good company to be surrounded by yeah and i think yeah even as like not you know, not heard the full thing. It's one of those ones where I'm like, I am pretty sure that Suicide for EPs will be like my EP of the year. Like EPs are all there's always EPs are more kind of a um, difficult to predict in albums. Um, but I can't. I, I've been like I've been thinking like, is there anything that could is there any band could release an EP that I'd be like, this is gonna this is gonna beat Suicide Vatican? Um, <laughs> maybe. Okay, <laughs> maybe, or even then, I don't know. But listen to this, Mike. But um, yeah, um, yeah. Actually, I think yeah. Even even Mike from Vatican likes a murder, so um, there's another endorsement. Uh, but yeah, I think a murder definitely. <laughs> I I don't. I, they're a band who I can imagine that you know they might not be for everyone. Uh, but I think they're just they're like they're also fun as well. Like when we talk about fun bands, like like Benny Boys. That's just a fucking stupid song when you go for the lyrics and just like, but it's just like, it's a song, I just, it's just great. Um, but yeah, and obviously I saw them live um, up in Portland. That was great. Hopefully they'll be in the UK at some point this year, um, but who knows. But yeah, I think Amurta are out of our big list, which will contend with the next one on my pick for this year, um, which again, I'll, I'll use this as a nice segue to go into your, your best band in the world which is event anime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh man. I uh I it feels like finally they are getting like some traction because for a long time, I mean even before I had my YouTube channel and stuff, I was just shouting into the void about Invent Anime with Graveview and everything. Yeah. And people enjoyed that album, you know, but it definitely did not have the effect mm. that The Sun Sleeps As If It Never Was, Shade Astray, Elysium have had. Like they, And I think signing to UNFD is a very solid and has been a very solid thing for them. They do such a good job of not only promoting, but like connecting their bands further with other, you know, other bands or hyping them up and getting them coverage where previously Invent Animate didn't have that really. Mm. Like they were on a label, but that label, I don't think, um, I think UNFD and it's not to, to shame that label or anything, but I think UNFD does things differently and is, should be an example amongst other labels of how to do stuff. Uh, because 
I mean, no discredit to Invent Anime. It's their best material, undoubtedly. This stuff, they're yeah. on top of their game. But the the combination of those two things is absolutely key and detrimental for a band like that. Um, when they're making material that good, they need to be paired with a label who's going to help promote material like that to the right people, to the right places. Yeah. And it feels like they are in stride. First headlining tour, done. Uh, Emulation of Night, coming. Album in the works not announced but coming <laughs> yeah um yeah definitely for you have to they always felt like a band who were on like a, a, always a bit on the fringe um it feels like especially the sunsets i know grave you had a mixed response um <laughs> and i think that always happened when you're kind of transitioning vocalists that is always difficult so I, I always kind of compare it not always but it's like when marcus joined north for like home like that album again going back i'm kind of like oh maybe you know transitional album um but yeah i feel that the sunsets came out and that yeah i think again some of the, yeah some of the best songs um you know of that year it feels that uh yeah once it's announced with the next single in a few weeks and then eventually comes out with short run up to release um yeah the noise is coming out about you know some of the heaviest it's some of the heaviest stuff they've ever done it's some of the softest stuff they've ever done um and i think yeah, with Shade Astray and listen, they've kind of it's like a listenable sound, but it's also like very intricate and like broad. Um, so like, yeah, I think this is one. Yeah, kind of based on the noises of what's gonna be on the album, what we've heard already. Um, I think even for me, I'll be like, I can I can see this one being very high on a lot of people's end of the year lists. Yeah, it would surprise me to see, um, yeah, this one kind of getting a bad response. Um, I think this is probably them at their peak, possibly. Uh, we'll see. You know, they might go, might whatever comes next might also blow us away. Um, but yeah, it's difficult at this current time to kind of doubt Invent Animate. And I think what, mm-hmm. what I'm curious to see is now is with this album out is like what that then leads into because i think another headliner yeah cause i think there are quite a lot of metalcore bands who are maybe you know on a bit of a damage and all kind of like they well, they've had their time but they're kind of past their peak and here you've mm-hmm. got a band arguably producing better material than a lot of these bands that their peak like i'm not going to name names but and then or you know so i think if animate could yeah, Office just com- I and mean, they're already a big band, but I just think they could completely kind of like blow up this year to be one of um, yeah. yeah one of the larger metalcore bands in the scene. But that is yeah quite a bold prediction. Wise, but... them working, I feel like one last thing about it is them working with two like having Landon focus kind of vocally hmm. and working with Marcus on like choruses and stuff. Obviously, that is very very. Uh, rewarding (laughs) the choruses that they've they've got from these singles are huge i mean they've always done a wonderful chorus like white wolf is one of my favorite choruses ever there's there's multiple in their discography but having a a producer to work with vocals specifically and then kind of getting someone you feel can understand like instrumentally what you want and can Mm -hmm. you know because expressing what you want in your sound is a, a big deal having someone focus on that too, I think that is is a, a a real winner. The vocals completely stand out, but so does the instrumentation. 
And I feel like it would yeah. be harder to have that with if you had anybody lesser than working on the production end of things. Yeah, yeah it's immaculate. So, yeah, I don't think there'll be, there's not going to be a, you know, the same room as Gravy where there are just a few issues of production. But uh, I think moving on to possibly what could be another album of the year contender, if it does. Again, there's another if, but it probably is yeah. with Loathe. So, yeah, I think the details around Loathe are still a bit... Um, loose should we say so I think there was a whole thing last year of the tours that they need time to finish so it should finished around October there's basically no details on timelines so we don't know when the next single is going to be if there's going to be a single album this year when it's going to be you probably could imagine probably, it's probably be one later in the year um, yeah I think from what I've heard is it, it won't be a Isleta in part two. So I think they're going to be moving away, from, not moving away, uh, but yeah, it's going to be a different sound, different approach. Um, I can't remember the second, I was told two bands, one of them was Queen of the Stone Age, I can't remember who the second band was, who <laughs> they get sounds a bit like. Um, so it'd be Queens of the Stone Age kind of um, vibes to it. Um, but yeah, and I think in a way, I think because They've got the issue that I think bands like Bring Me and Architects had in the early two, uh, early 2000s, early 2010s, is that they'd release some material and then everyone would copy them. Yeah. Um, so you do have <laughs> a lot of bands who are like bands who are very like Love Corey, where it's like, this is a bit yeah. like Love, isn't it? Uh, or a lot of bands will have Eric Bist, bigger stuff like writing drums for them, like Heaven's Gate, or you know, you get, like, bands in the UK like Creek, or you know, bands will kind of have that Lovey song on their album you're kind of like because i feel that yeah even if they released i let it in a similar one it'd be like oh this sound is too much saturation so i think yeah it doesn't surprise me they're shifting sounds i don't know how extreme it's going to be um but i think given how good eric bickstaff is at writing stuff mm-hmm. and the stuff he's done between so for example he wrote like god complex um stuff working with heaven's gate Works on a static dress with holding ab, uh, yeah, holding absence. Yeah, it's and like he, I've yeah. listened to a few other bands too, and it's his. If you listen, it, like to more stuff that he's helped with, his style becomes very mm. apparent. Like what he contributes to Loathe becomes very apparent as well. Um, yeah, he's a very talented guy. A lot of people were worried when Connor left that uh, it would be like the end for Loathe, and they'd never be able to like you know, do it, but they don't need to necessarily do the same thing, you know? I mean, yeah. there is, like, like for me with, I know a lot of people loved this album, forgive me for saying this on Bull and Tunes, so sorry, but with Thornhill, I just, like, you know, if it's a step like like that, I, I loved them, but then, you know, I didn't love this album, I don't revisit it ever, but it was really good for them, you know? Mm. People loved that album, they seemed to do just fine with it. I loved the songs live. Mm-hmm. I just don't, you know, I just don't listen. So I think I'm a little bit more skeptical. I love Load; they're one of my favorite bands. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna observe because Queens of the Stone Age is an interesting. Um, yeah, I wouldn't. Oh yeah, it's one of those ones where I was like, <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't help. Like I can't remember who the band was, um, but like, yeah, it will see. Again, it doesn't. I think they're always gonna move on from that sound. I think like, the, mm-hmm. the Cold Sun is very different from Let It In. Um, oh yeah, and I think yeah, given like the length of time, it is like you know it will be be three years since I let it in came out in Feb, which and is, it's amorphous. 
was different, much different when they put out Demorphous Display last year. I'm not sure. Yeah. I know it was part of those collections, but it was new low at the same time. Like, it wasn't, um, mm. you know, is it really you or anything just a, like that? That was just a B-side. But I think that's just a B-side they got a different producer to do. A B-side uh, from what, though? A B-side well, not until I let it in. It just, I think that's it's, nothing uh, like it. I, I, think it's right. I don't think it will be like this. Yeah, I don't think it'll be like that one. I don't know. Yeah, the things we don't. Mm. And this is a very like it's a big unknown with Lowe. I think the known is there will be Lowe this year. Mm. Um, I think. I it, feel similar to Sleep Token. You even if we didn't know anything about it, like it would still be that we should expect it to be something real different and mm. not knowing what that sound may be. I do hope they release something soon so that I can stop wondering. Yeah, I think again with them. I think cause they've grown quite a lot. Um, Again, you know, they, you know, used to be quite a small band. Um, but, mm-hmm. yeah, I think, you know, definitely, they've definitely got a foothold in the US as well now. Um, like especially during like, the cold scenario, they're very much like um, a UK band. Um, and now, you know, with the US tour, that looked over well by the sounds of it. Um, and, yeah, they definitely got US, they got the US kind of foothold now. One mm-hmm. of the... You, bigger bands like they were gonna be doing sort of 2k that 2k cap venues in the uk on their original headliner um so i think yeah whatever they release next if it does um deliver um yeah i think they're really gonna start pushing to be one of along with sleep token to be one of you know the, yeah, the bigger bands in the uk sort of you know doing these big headliners like sleep token are doing now but i could see you know, oh, if yeah. loads go big enough they could be doing you know four or five k venues as well and it feels like they're they're definitely there because even when I went to I went to see Loathe, they opened for Co- like not open but they supported Code Orange earlier in the year before mm. the headliner, uh, and I went to go see them and a bunch of people like we all went up there for Loathe, and then when Loathe was done like we went right over to merch and even yes. it, I think we were the third or fourth date, um, and I bought two of the shirts I bought were their last for my size and stuff so it was just like okay like. People were ready. We were waiting. <laughs> uh, and I guess another 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 very talented person in Aristotle Um So obviously last year um, we had the I completely forgot the EP's name, which is terrible. Off mixed us into it earlier. A thousand a thousand needles. We're gonna get. I think it was called. Yeah. Yes. Um, that was yeah a surprise for me last year. Again, one of those ones that just kind of. Um, the name first came across, obviously, the Vatican feature, um, when that tracklist came out. Uh, then, obviously, some solo stuff. And then, um, yeah, the Va- I think the, the EP and the Vatican album uh, came out around the center of the feature. And it's just kind of like, holy shit, this is really good. Um, like, Madeline's got a great voice. Um, again, I think it's one of those ones where it's like, and this might be where I get proved wrong, so I'll be like, no, someone else doing this. But it's one of those ones where I go, this sound, I can't find anything else like this. Um, a bit like I'm a moment, can I like, there's this yeah. absolutely unique in um, the sound. Um, and I think also when you dig into like the watches, the AI, so kind of like the MX, the Max and the MSP, um, C++ to kind of automate certain sound, like frequency shifts, pitching, and manual, and kind of then she's had to kind of do the layering and kind of all that shit. Um, like it's all really cool and really intelligent. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think obviously the last EP had um, Emma from Dying Wish, and then obviously Mike from Vatican on it. 
Um, it sounds yeah. like there's going to be more on the next. I think the next one's going to be an EP. Uh, a quick turn like that, I haven't played as an EP. Um, yeah, there's going to be some even kind of more interesting and kind of bigger names um, involved with this EP. Um, and I know that kind of it's being mixed and mastered with by um, that the Swamp Sound, which is you know Hunter uh, from Moodwing and Brandon. Um, yeah, and I think this might. Yeah, I think there is going to be more kind of like support and whatnot around it because um, you know Iris is probably I think the smallest. I think probably her and obviously support for later, but kind of Iris and more are probably the two smaller artists on this list. And I think kind of, yeah, with the next EP, I think there is going to be more kind of like, I don't know whether there's a label coming, I'm not sure, uh, but there is going to be kind of that more support around to give a bigger push. I think, yeah, it's one, it's worth one keeping an eye on because with what she's doing and what's to come, it's basically like impossible to really know what it's going to be like. Yeah. And like a, a lot of people don't probably realize that they enjoy what she does creatively mm. if they haven't listened to iris even though they've listened like not even though if they've listened to vatican because yeah. of her contributions there like where heaven's clawed chorus that was one of the best choruses that i heard all year last mm. year and then when i found out that like her part in that and stuff i was like and what else on here and then like digging further into that it was like okay wow all right um you know just not not expecting like looking at another project when it's a feature i guess you don't expect to mm. look and find out that there were more places in there where somebody was a part of and it was just like a very cool thing so people probably don't even realize that they've heard stuff that she's creatively um contributed to or come up with or whatever um, and then the iris stuff is just like a little bit even it's it's cool because it's just such a unique project and involves more than just you know the sound of it it's got for people who enjoy um you know tech and things like that uh, there's a lot to kind of dig into about how she's creating and mm. what she's doing um to come up with her projects and, and things like that it just seems it's super interesting to follow her and kind of follow along with all of that and yeah i just think kind of yeah as you kind of touched on there that's the work she's done elsewhere is evidently like very talented um like i think even if you're not into the arts and sound i just feel like madeline herself just kind of you know follow her on her socials you know just keep on what she's doing right. because you know i think she is a voice going forward um you know be good to be good to listen to because yes yeah, when, when we spoke to her she's very intelligent very articulate great understanding of music um so yeah, hopefully Iris.exe gets a lot more attention and kind of, yeah, that involves kind of Madeline being a more larger voice in the scene, hopefully. I hope uh, so. Yeah. And next, next on our list is um, Casey. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, before, yeah, I saw that back and I was like, oh yeah, you've got, you've got lovers. Not, I have I've, no Casey vinyl, um, which is... I've had that since the announcement. I was like, I'll never take you down again. Yeah, this is this is. I laugh because obviously the speculation we went through to act actually happened when obviously like Tom Weaver was tweeting and we were. I was like, <laughs> and then like Exit Dream put that tweet out and there was that picture. And I was like, it's happening, it's happening. <laughs> I would not. I like did not allow myself. Like I part of me was like alarm bells were ringing with all that stuff, and I was like, 
nope, push that thought way back. To, I will not face this type of disappointment. Yeah, and then obviously, like, it came through, <laughs> and you were just like, no fucking way. <laughs> that was the biggest news of 2022, undoubtedly. Mm. Like, that was, that's uh, the biggest good news, of course. Because then, like, within one month of that happening, Distinguisher broke up. Yes. Well, I, th- I think the God that gives always takes away. I, th- I think I think Distinguisher will be back, but we won't. We won't dive into that. That's <sighs> okay. Yeah, we won't. Anyway, we'll Casey. 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 <laughs> we did. How many times have we had the conversation over the last few years of like, if Casey would just come back and all of mm. that? Yeah, it's a weird one because it was. I think. Yeah, I remember when they finished, it did feel, I understood why Tom did it, but it did feel a bit like you you have, like, you have more to give and you're too good to just be like, yeah, we're done. <laughs> um, yeah, it's weird to think that obviously that would have, it nearly have been four years since, you know, I saw them at the Farewell Show. Um and yeah, it's cool. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad they're back. I think it's a weird. It's a weird one for me because it's like as hyped as I was for them to come back. Like when it has been four years, you've almost kind of like gotten over it. <laughs> yeah, um, you're like I'm moving on. Kind of. Did any, did either of us really get over that? I don't know. Yeah, because possibly because obviously like I because Tom Weave the way he is, he's very like I was like this is a guy. Like, uh, he did a podcast. I can't remember who it was on. I think you should search like Tom Weaver on Spotify, like Tom Weaver's podcast, you'll find it. And like the way he spoke about it, it sounded like, yeah, this guy was just, you know, this is one part of his life he's now moving on to, you know. And I was like, okay, it's probably never coming back. I was like, it would be nice if it did. Um, and yeah, kind of due to certain circumstances, he's like, okay, I'm, I'm sad again. Um, I'm gonna. <laughs> I think it's, it's different. Um, the sound's different. Which I think is good. Like I feel kind of it feels a bit more. I don't know if dreamy is the right word. You know that's a good point. Like in the Great Grief chorus, you can almost hear some of that like dreaminess that was in Exit Dream. Yeah. Like not not directly to where if you put the two side by side, but you know like um, even in the melody a little bit, uh, mm. it it has that kind of. I don't know, but obviously I would take Casey over. No offense, Exit Dream. I'm sure they wouldn't take offense to that. But I would take Casey over most bands. Mm. Um, and for that, I do agree. The sound is obviously different. But I think that makes sense given the way that, like you were just saying, the way that they broke up, the fact that Tom had pretty much come to terms with moving on from this. And then to re, like, it's it's a brand new chapter for them, for mm. sure. Um, but I am, I'm extremely excited to see what it will be like because uh, a tone felt a little bit like as it opens up with that first verse and stuff, it feels um, a little bit more Casey historically than Great Grief did to me. So it feels like as they continue, like they're not doing anything that's like wildly different, but there's a noticeable change in them as musicians and stuff. And I am excited to see uh, how that will come across in future tracks, obviously, hopefully an album, please, Lord. Yeah, I think I got my notes. I think I've got a feeling that obviously doing the double single, putting it straight on a vinyl, and then doing a tour. Yeah. It's like you're getting oh, yeah. album funds, aren't you? You're getting, you know, you're getting a bit. Of, so I it, forgot about that. So yeah, Let's it wouldn't see. surprise me if yeah, stick two singles out. This is me. It sounds a bit cynical, actually, when I say it out loud. But yeah, I think they're probably just dropping those. I don't. Those double single. Yeah. yeah. Make some money off touring. 
vinyl. It's it it surely seems that way. Album. Vinyl. Um, Double single, I would imagine. So whether or not, I mean, I think given how early Great View from Tone is, because I can imagine they probably got a lot of it written. So if my theorising is correct, they'll probably do the tour, ship, you know, get them away from the vinyl, record, produce, release. Again, this might be, they might be one for later this year again, which is fine. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, it would be, it would be weird if they dropped two singles and then there was nothing else this year. <laughs> It'd be like, oh, it'd be like, oh, they came back, they did a tour, reached around, and I was just like, well, where the fuck have they gone? Um, yeah, I feel like they would have led with that too, because the response that they got was obviously people being like, "I once wanted to die, and now I'm alive again." Like, you know, to just to not say something like "We're not permanently back" or something would be wildly. Um, that's a villain move. Mm. <laughs> uh, if they just disappeared back into the darkness, and um, I would be heartbroken. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that would be again. It's always another thing, as we said with. A few bands, but we will say a few bands again. It's sort of like, especially these days, people have. Um, I think this is something I actually discussed with Wes or, or Vexit Dream when I spoke to him. It's like people have very short attention spans, um, and the amount of stuff that comes out, it's like trying to stay in the conversation, especially when we're a smaller band, trying to stay in the conversation, trying to keep up. Like, when I expect, you know, we both say, I expect with like the amount of stuff you get sent over, the amount of stuff we get sent, like when you do Mitch Fry, just like. You're just like there is, and even trying to like pick bands to, to talk through today, and kind of when you it's like there's there's a lot out there. So I think yeah, again, if Casey, I feel Casey probably are a bit more not to say lucky, but it's one of, they're one of those ones where it's like there's not too many bands doing what Casey do, and no one's a, mm-hmm. no, and no one, so it's like they probably will be okay. Um, but yeah, I feel kind of they might lose a bit of traction if they release the singles disappeared for a year again. I will say, for fans of Casey, make sure you listen to the Escape Artist because though I did not include them in my picks for this list, uh, they are a band to watch this year and they have Casey style and I cannot believe that nobody talks about them. It's wild to me, but they are so good. Wow. Our next band then is Periphery. Um, yeah, Periphery 5. It's announced, but it's not announced. It's like mm. very unfortunate one where I think there's been a few cases of think one of them being... Uh, the vinyl and the merch went up a bit early <laughs> um, so yeah we do kind of know that um, yeah it's called Jenna's Not A Genre out in March um, and then we're getting two singles on the 12th um, both which are quite long ones <laughs> so I don't know I have no idea if you're reacting to them but yeah I've got seven minutes yep. just seven minutes and eight minutes so we'll have a nice basically 15 minute combo of tracks it's like a little EP. Yeah, I will. With it takes a certain band for me. Like if it was a band I didn't know and love, I would be like, absolutely not. I'm gonna pick one. But since it's Periphery, I'm gonna just do the whole thing, and I'll probably love all of it. And I did find I have I have Periphery merch that I bought mm. a few years ago that says Gent is not a genre on it. So I find it funny. They they went through on social media. They were talking about so many different working titles that were hilarious yeah. um, so i had no idea what to expect but i thought it was uh, funny that they sorted out with that one yeah because i think they're another, another band on this list this might there's a good chance this might be the last periphery um because i have been <laughs> your face <laughs> yeah i don't know pardon i thought this is public information i think there have been like rumblings about because i think um 
you know, I think for reasons I want. Um, that this might be the and the kind of the title they're just doing one giant shit post possibly suggests that. Um, but I think it's just basically one of those ones where like they've all got um, I guess just different projects. Like they've all kind of moved on a wee bit and whatever. So yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. This isn't confirmed. I don't want to be on like our oh, metalcore saying that like. So and so says. Joe from Bullington formally announces <laughs> periphery is breaking up. <laughs> Can I get some fucking bollocking from somebody? Um, but yeah, I mean, it wouldn't. Again, it wouldn't surprise me um, if it's kind of like this is their last hurrah. I mean, might might be perfect, but I think kind of the time between P four and P five, um, the time it's taken, maybe kind of suggests us um, some roadblocks. I think like we're thing prefix. Everyone always assumes I don't like them. Everyone's like, "Oh, you hate prog." I mean, I, I quite like P one and I like P three. P two and P four. I'm kind of no, it's not even called P four. I can't what's called now. Didn't really do much for me. Um, but I could see that. Yeah, I can't. I th- I can think of like maybe like yeah. Honestly, I can't think of anything. Uh, off of either of those that would be up, yeah, like just, that I would consider to be up your alley, you know. But P one, I would definitely say. Yeah, I mean, P one was Joe could get down to this. <laughs> I mean, P one was what like 2011, 2010, and that's when I was a lot Something more into like prog. Like, I used to like, I used to be like North Lane, like Volumes, Periphery. I know, like Jetpacks was yes, great song. Yeah, and obviously Periphery had like Marigold, Catch Fire. Um, mm. So I think, yeah, I have faith, uh, but P five is going to be good. And yeah, I think that, yeah, this will, yeah, I'm, I'm, it's one of those ones where I'm kind of, I'm not sure where it will appear on people's lists. And obviously, I think, I think it's down to lists. I think it's, it's going to be interesting to see how it's received, because it has been a few years since their last material, that, you know, where people are at with that band and kind of what the response is going to be like. Um, Was that 2019? Possibly, I should put my notes in there. But I, could, um, I think it was. I think I'm pretty sure it was yeah. somewhere around 2019. I think it right around um, Veil of Maya's last release actually is when um, Hailstorm came out. I mean, yeah, 2017. Then yes, yeah, so it's been. Yeah, been oh, a wait. while. Yeah, no. Let me check because I can't think right now, and my brain isn't good with dates anyway. Yeah, especially yeah, the lockdown brain's like I don't know what years are anymore. Um, exactly I'm like that could have been anything pre-lockdown I'm like that was right around the same time and then it ends up being like four years apart and I'm like I, what is time um, let me have but yeah I also think here. looking at this as well I think given that we won't talk about them just yet but it could be quite a good it year was. it could be quite a good year for prog fans obviously 2019 spoiler for that obviously you've got Veil of Maya um, Periphery as we'll talk about in a bit Contortionist so if you'd like your old oh. okay. Great year for prog. <laughs> like, three, uh, three of our be the best prog bands. Um, but yeah, I guess before the contortionist, this is another kind of one that there should be material as Kingdom of Giants. Yes, there should be. Should be. Yes, there should be. Yeah, I know it exists. <laughs> um, I have no idea what's going on with it, though. I don't think anybody does. But I... I do feel like it'll be very important like they're because that's another band like they came out in 2020 they Mm. they kind of broke that um, idea that a band can't thrive during lockdown and stuff or at least Mm. maybe I can't speak to like you know their financial thriving and stuff but I mean in terms of how we um, 
the increments we use to judge success as um, music like consumers or whatever, being in the community, seeing people talk about it, seeing mm -hmm. people get into it. That album had people were thinking they were a brand new band. Kingdom of Giants has been around for over 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> and people were listening to Passenger being like, have you heard of this new band, Kingdom of Giants? So that album was key for them, super key. So I do hope... Um, that the that you know like the uncertainty between the releases and stuff um is the time that they need to continue building on that momentum because it this will be a band where this album will be detrimental to what happens with them next you know because passenger yeah. was so successful yeah because i think I, I mean i don't know i was imagining this but i'm pretty sure they were recording a video weren't they towards the end of last year i think i saw that on instagram yeah i think they're interesting for me so one where i think as you said they have people thought thinking they're a brand new band and i think they did they remember themselves and they released some really good stuff i think in a way i think perhaps the influence they had is slightly understated like everyone's kind of like like if you look at the way um like the aesthetic and the sound that has then been copied like quite a lot <laughs> since mm -hmm. um especially the videos as bands like um I'm not huge, I'm not huge, but like of virtue, uh, like that's kind of very much like Kingdom of Giants music. Like I, I mean, I wouldn't even possibly. It might be pushing it, but even like the make of stuff, make themselves a Doom Switch stuff, is very like Kingdom of Giantsy, a, a wee yeah. bit. I'll probably get told no, you're com talking complete shit. But kind of this idea <laughs> of like very, um, I don't always use the word electronics is really like broad, but like almost like the futuristicy kind of. Um, oh, you mean like so the breakdown of Doom Switch where that synth comes in and it's all kind of like crazy and electronic yeah and kind of like using and make yeah to kind of make stuff sound like look and sound more futuristic kind of like all those within... purple colors and shit yeah. yeah in the video um so yeah i think kind of it i mean it might not be it might just be pure coincidence it's just a trend that kind of like they're part of um but it does feel that kind of yeah that was an album that's i think yeah, it's a shame there wasn't anything last year. Because um, I think what I think unless because they were, again they were a band that, as you said, everyone thought they're a new band. Um, and I think there were certain bands released things in lockdown, but they already had that kind of like pre-following before lockdown, and a lot of bands released in lockdown, but then couldn't build that momentum. And I don't think they. I don't know. I might be completely wrong, but it didn't. Something they did too much last year. I know they did a tour with that you saw them on. Um, um i yeah and i saw them play the same same exact set list twice and it's like both times i saw them yeah it's yeah, been like very quiet so like, for example low for example released album in lockdown and also got more popular over lockdown as you can imagine kim and Giants did but then low were like okay album popular in lockdown we're now going to do loads of touring um and all the bits and pieces we're going to do like the collabs and whatnot to kind of keep the interest going and like be visible and it feels king of giants of whatever reason not done that and they've kind of like yeah which is a bit with be... them they're them being a band that's been around for like 10 years a mm. few of them are so they they switch touring guitarists sometimes like they normally tour with the amount of people that they toured with most recently mm. i think the tour before that they were missing a person if i'm not mistaken but they normally tour missing like they switch guitarists because a lot of them um, are have children or have lives mm. at home that requires more than what the touring lifestyle can provide so to some extent i get that but i like you're saying that momentum 
can be or releasing music like one or the other can be key when you've released an album like passenger that that had that ripple effect and and put you on the radar you have like that momentum won't build on its own without you pushing it and building it up you know so what they do next like you're saying will be super key hopefully more touring am i meant to see them soon i don't even i'm not sure yes i am yes i am but on what yeah because they've not been you know like over here for an example um Mm -hmm. so it's gonna be yeah i think if they don't really think anything this year um oh yeah they're on that that fit for a king headliner with north lane alpha wolf Oh, are they? Yeah. So, I mean, you have to be in between next year. Otherwise, I think, again, if they don't release anything this year, um, people will just kind of forget about them, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, I think that it's promising that that won't happen. I hmm. think hopefully what will happen is this tour is about to happen beginning of the year-ish, and they'll hopefully play at least a new song on the tour. They don't play a new song on the tour. I'm not sure how hopeful I'll be that this is, like, you know, the release cycle mm-hmm. for us or that they've sorted everything with, with the album or new music, yeah. whatever the case is. Um, I know we mentioned them because I actually, I actually skipped over them because I actually moved it in the notes. Um, make them suffer. Mm-hmm. <sighs> With, yeah, this new stuff, well, this new one song that Make Them Suffer has put out is my favorite thing mm. that they've done the, in a while and yeah. i really liked How to Survive a Funeral. Um, it's, it's probably my least favorite of like those like if you take that and the two albums before it it's probably my least favorite but i still love it and it was still in my top three that year you know what i mean but doom switch and seeing them perform with alex live and her playing those same like older songs with them um they even played i've never said this word it's it looks like ethernet without the net so ether i think that's how it's said Mm. um you know and she smashed like i don't know it just seems like this is another band that was so good but then somehow hit a stride to like take off more and like the them coming back to the u.s and stuff on a bad omens <laughs> i know yeah because they're a band who yeah i've loved them for a while i remember i, I got them like the, during the old souls era and that stuff just yeah. being like the album was just like mm. great I, th- I mean i don't know how i i didn't do lists back in 2015 probably would have been very high and then obviously when you go back it's just stuff like or never bloom like widower title track um worlds apart Elegist. power overwhelming yeah worlds, yeah worlds apart <sighs> yes i like i like worlds apart i i can have um, it's one that kind of as time gone on i'm not i'm still like i find myself revisiting old souls more than worlds apart yeah there's songs like power overwhelming uh midnight run great but it feels that, and it kind of feels like old with old sort of the, the two following albums. There was still a bit of like uncertainty around. I don't want to say like, it wasn't like a full blown identity crisis, but it's almost like they were a bit unsure. Like they wanted to do the sound they were going for. That makes sense. And I know that with House sort of Funeral, like Book was almost like I want to do more on this, which maybe perhaps you know affected um, the ranks. Obviously, backing vocals was a bit more you know backseat any keys but yeah it feels that yeah there's a lot more despite the issues they've gone through i think especially with like alex on board now there seems to be a lot more confidence around mm-hmm. the band and doom switch one of the best songs of last year i think i i don't mean to be like that person but i think her 
like her the keys player having the ability to do the cleans and her yes. contributing like a secondary scream like mm -hmm. the part in doom switch where it's like but you know that part just cuts through and uh, uh it's just so it it's something that you didn't previously get and i love sean's vocals they're incredible but there's just something about like having that that backing to kind of like emphasize that aggression or, or really whatever and then having her like move into the chorus and stuff it just it feels like it makes them um a little bit like another mm. trick in the book for them you know kind of something else to use to pull pull you in and stuff it's I love that addition to their sound. Yeah, because we're obviously, you know, not going to sit here and slag off her, but yeah, I think with Booker, she was always growing into the role. <laughs> that, you know, learned, she had to mm -hmm. learn to play uh, keys to kind of, when she joined the band, learn to sing. And it feels that without you've kind of got like this, you know, seasoned vocalist, seasoned, you know, performer, um, you know, has done her own band, has this range of ability, and I think by the sounds of it as well. Um, they've been rewriting stuff to kind of like, you know, now they've got Alex, they can be like, oh, we can do all these new things now. Alex comes in, it's the same as it was before when it was Booker. Um, they're kind of, yeah, taking Alex and elevating what they had written. And yeah, just it's just, I think it's nice to see them make them suffer. Because they've always been a band, you've always been like, there is something here. Um, and I yeah. think, yeah, with this newer stuff, kind of, Hopefully they'll get back on their stride. I can really see this being better than like topping old souls um, by mm -hmm. a mile. Again, there's no. This might be a kind of more one more later in the year. It wouldn't surprise me if we kind of don't get this until like October, which I'm fine with. Yeah, there will be other things for sure. Yes, there'll be other things, and we'll do things <laughs> later in the year. A really exciting prospect, and I think just having them doing well is good for the Australian scene. I think, again, they're one of the bands I want to see. I've never seen them live. I've always missed out on them due to like clashes and whatnot. So hopefully this means they'll come back over here as well at some point. Yeah, I am. Yeah, this was um, my first time seeing them as well. So hopefully that means your your uh, your turn's coming next. I imagine that they're going to be making their rounds now and, and doing, you know, especially with, especially with that quote being like the... Uh, start of a new chapter and mm. stuff i imagine they're gonna want to capitalize on that and they seemed really you know when you see a band live and they just have that excited energy like they yeah. really are into what they're doing they had exactly that every single one of them was showed up and really really showed up so mm. I, I fully back our choice here obviously yes <laughs> um yeah i think met myself probably will be yeah one that i think a lot of people are Again, could be one album of the year, maybe. Who knows? If yeah, if Doom Switch is anything to take into consideration when looking at their future, I would say it's that will be one that's really discussed when if it go, you know, if it comes out this year. I I expect that to be a very uh, common list topper, you know, top three mm -hmm. <laughs> contender for a lot of yes. different people. Um, and I guess another one that's gonna make your album of the year choice a bit more difficult. Is oh, the <laughs> I was just let you talk for this one. Oh my goodness. The Contortionist is undoubtedly my favorite prog band. They're one of my favorite bands ever. Um, I wouldn't, I would consider, consider Invent Animate to be prog core and like more of like ambient metal core. Mm. So, of course, I prefer them over any band, uh, Invent Animate. But The Contortionist is real close. They're in my top three bands. Uh, their vocalist, Michael Lassard, is. Uh, one of the biggest draws to me, I, and I, if anyone is listening to this and, and um, is like, but 
ex, you know, I, I love their older stuff as well. And But there was just something in... Clairvoyant is really that album for me. Like, I could put that album on and listen to it front to back in any mood, doing anything, at any time. I'll never get sick of it. it and... Then they came and released after that an EP that had the song Follow on it. And Follow is one of the best songs I've ever heard in my life. Like, it is just one of my favorite songs ever. Um, so I feel like whatever they they do next, I'm, I'm really anxious to hear what that will be like. I bought a VIP ticket for their show and I couldn't go and I'll never get over it. But I could have heard two new singles from them and right now had the, you know, had that question answered. But, um... We are very much over, we're, we're in the release cycle time now. It's, it's been long enough. The EP was 2019, um, Clairvoyant was 2017. So um, they've had the time and they're super talented. So I feel like whatever the hell they're gonna do, it's gonna be one of those things that I never take off repeat as long as nothing has you know drastically changed. Um, their instrumentation is just as good to me as Michael Lassard's vocals. Like, Michael sounds almost like a... He's got, like, this warm draw to him and, like, that can kind of soar over. But then they'll go into instrumentation that does the same exact thing that his voice does. Like, just captivating, I guess, would, would be um, how I put that out there. But I do feel like this is another band where um, when I first, you know, got into them and started listening to them... I was talking to other people about it. It was it was in 2020, so the the EP had come out fairly recently, and now there's less people like you know chatting back to me about the contortionist and stuff. So um, I think that will be another band that will kind of not do too much um, teasing. They won't do too much. Oh, you know, we're gonna big things coming in like two months from now. They're gonna come out of nowhere and be like, ba bam, here's the fucking single. Um, and I'm just waiting for that moment. Yeah, I think Kadoshi, I'll probably try and spend more. Um, yeah, there one kind of like in like 2020, 2021, there was like rumblings and people saying that like, oh, you know, they're recording. And like, you know, there was even stuff around kind of last chance to reason, um, some stuff to do with that possibly happening. Yeah, I'm not. There's, it's probably not true. Yeah, because I can't imagine him doing both. Yeah, so. Actually. There hasn't been. I haven't. Yeah, there has been. It's all kind of been a lot quiet on, on the contortionist front. But that probably does mean that everything's done. They're just waiting to release it. They were. Let me double check. But they were doing, like, posting every single day, for a while. But I think maybe that was before they announced the tour. You know how I talked about my time, my conception of time being all messed up. Yeah, that was before tour. Mm. So before, I guess that was teasing. Um, before they announced the tour, which ruptured my world, and then I just didn't go. <laughs> um, but I thought for a second maybe it was after tour that they were posting random stuff, and it wasn't. So yeah, they've been super quiet since tour ended last year, and now... I, mm -hmm. uh, if Invent Anime, Sleep Token, and The Contortionist and Periphery all released albums this year, I don't... Plus, I don't know what I'm going to do. whoever else might try to like, <laughs> appear. Because obviously, like... You know, with also the next band, you've got like Mourn as well. So oh this is, is going to be like your year. <laughs> I know all like all of that makes this so complicated for me. And from what I understand, Blue Shift is supposed to be um, like kind of ripping back into the scene this year mm -hmm. uh, with their, you know, now that they've got their vocal stuff sorted out. So I think I have more than 
10 bands already on my like potential album of the year list um like my top 10 potential album of the year i think i have more than 10 bands i would already put into that category and mourn i i feel like if it's the same as uh not the same but if it's of the quality yeah. that's um the next life had then it could be up past some of these that we just talked about that are some of my favorite bands ever because mourn <laughs> yeah i like yeah mourn would get uh what was that 20 21 2021 yes cause I remember, 2021 yes that was surprised back i remember that um yeah it came about there was a bit of buzz around that because you know who would beat him certain bands and whatnot and that was gonna mm-hmm. sound like just comes out as like this fresh song and hell to pay is Probably one of my favorite songs the last few years. Oh, uh, yeah. I know you've got like twice as many plays as me on it. <laughs> I, might catch, <laughs> I might catch you one day. But yeah, but I love the next life is just great. And I feel that, yeah, if, if it's an EP or an album, I hope that, because I think one of my frustrations with Mourn is kind of like they released the EP and they just went away. And again, it's getting it difficult. And hopefully, that with what comes this year, because of how good it was. It like it deserves to have more people listen to it. Yeah, yeah, because so that was really disappointing uh, for me to like go back last year and keep checking their monthly listeners and watch it tank. Mm-hmm. It tanked. Oh my god, did it tank? Last time I checked, it was at like 124 monthly listeners or something like that, mm-hmm. which makes sense for a band who has one EP and stuff. But when you look at the like. You have hell to pay, but then you look at Pray for Violence and like, you know that that main like super poppy beat, not mm. pop, but like the pop and the snare and everything. Like it just has that sound that you know if it reached more people, more people would be like, what the fuck? Listen to Mourn. But it just didn't make it that far, no mm. matter because there's only so much that you can do being like listen to this band i promise and then like people might check it out and be like oh yeah this rips and then like people's attention spans as we talked about they don't keep coming back to stuff like that so much when you only have for whatever reason i Mm -hmm. did i keep going back to that ep all the time but you know not everyone is going to have it stick out the way it did for us so this like what you're you know what you're getting at i think it the frustration with seeing them come in and the potential that's there and then having nothing happen and like watching that number tank it also puts a lot of uh excitement and anxiety around what they're gonna do this year because uh, from what i understand the what they've been working on is of the same quality uh if not even more um I don't even I don't want to throw out any words that I shouldn't throw out but the shit sounds incredible (laughs) so if there is some sort of whole album to hope for or another release or something it's going to be huge for them as long as it it needs to be promoted it needs to be talked about it needs to be oh if you like this band check out Mourn because there's just no way that if that had happened properly with um with the next life that it would have went down the way it went down you know yeah i think yeah i think as you said there's de- definitely a band there's like, i think sonically potential i think yeah whatever they do next i have no doubt would be good just because of sheer talent but yeah it's gonna be got me just a bit weird kind of end of the year kind of being people asking me like do you know more like do they, are they still going your car like i, I have no idea <laughs> or, I mean, and, obviously now, and now we know but I, I just think in terms of 
again, this might be your kind of like assumptions and whatnot, but it feels like they're a band who would sit in a sort of like a KC tour or like even like a maybe like a holding absence tour potentially, but they kind of have that like space or even like a, even like a loathe tour possibly. They kind of they sim a band where they can kind of like sit on like in the UK on like decent amount of tours. You know, I can imagine they're probably you know well connected people and whatnot. Where you kind of go and that like you know I could see them on a few tours, get a bit popular. You know, they do some decent yeah. merch. You know, promotion and all that then you can kind I know, of because they canceled that merch I, I bought it and they canceled it and it's never come back i'll take my money take my money so yeah i think yeah i think as we kind of articulated if all goes as as we as we said as we as we hope the things you said yeah I, I don't see why not in the uk there can be a band who will slowly see more of um hear more of but even we just get you more next year i will be quite happy yeah i mean it seems like that's meant to happen and hopefully even with the, like you know they're obviously uh, if they're working on something going to start with a single and i think that uh, that's a great place to start mm. after the ep because you know get people talking about it get people paying attention because that has to be the main like the main issue with their the traction that they don't have it has to be that it's just not getting into the proper hands and ears because the the quality is comparable to some bands that people net and better than some bands that people never shut up about you know and in the same vein as those bands which obviously i'm not gonna name any names because um that's really like it's subjective to but overall i think uh when you compare the quality it they just came out of the gate with something that's that is close to being perfect Yes. Um, yeah, I completely agree with you. So yeah, fingers crossed for more. Um, but yeah, that's that's the last band on our list. I suppose the final question I have is, do you have any predictions for this year? Man, I don't even know what to what to expect anymore. Honestly, um, every year I'm just like increasingly surprised by what's happening, and I I feel like at this point it's like it sounds so stupid, but to expect the unexpected is. Uh, the best way to go because all of like my favorite things that happen are things that I could never have predicted you know mm. and I I guess like the obvious stuff like oh and that anime will make more waves and be my album of the year and like safe things like that but uh prediction wise no that's put a your, hope put I was gonna spot. say <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I know <laughs> I see people doing this a lot, like people making whole lists of things that they'll expect to happen. Um, and I'm just like, I don't know. Like, I, I truly feel like every year just gets a little bit more unpredictable. And I kind of enjoy that, you know? Um, I think that, you know, as always, there will be bands that come out of the woodwork. Um, hopefully Distinguisher will get back together. Mm -hmm. I'm going to predict that Distinguisher will get back together just to speak it into existence. Because, please... <laughs> that's what i predict do you have predictions Ooh, i'll probably say i think probably the one this is probably obvious already i think hardcore this year is gonna blow up um i think you're probably gonna see a lot more hardcore bands like on the level that a lot of metalcore bands are now um i think with like not loose should have an album this year gel who as as you know, Courtney from Spirit Box is a fan of. They've got an album this year. Scal have an album this year. Um, Turnstile could have new material this year. So I think that is it's a scene that is already 
getting a lot of traction. He's probably a much better once before. But yeah, I feel that could be a, a scene that enters more... I don't want to say into the mainstream, because that sounds is a shit term, but I feel that a lot more people um, who maybe listen to metalcore and other genres will get hardcore and hardcore will be up there with like metalcore's popularity. And I probably say that Spirit Box will become the biggest band in the world. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Then I guess that helps me come up with my those, hardcore. I definitely agree with because um, I found myself listening to much more like music that would be considered and that incorporates um, hardcore distinguisher. For example, mm. they use a lot of hardcore elements, though. Like I feel like you could bucket them into quite a few genres um, but having those like hybrid type of bands that include hardcore elements is sort of like pushing some people out of their comfort zone and making them realize oh, okay and then you know they get a different band recommended that's further like into the clear hardcore genre and they're like oh shit like you know what i could get into this and i think that happens um, my prediction, I think, is about long songs. I think either people are going to decide, people are going to take a stance on long songs this year. Because you have Periphery dropping an album, you have potentially The Contortionist dropping an album, very proggy bands. Mm -hmm. And Sleep Token obviously doing um, very proggy uh, type of... I mean, I don't want to overall call... Um, the summoning proggy because it's such a, a grab bag of things but the song length is very standard when you look at like prog music and i think that a lot of people who listen more on the metalcore or especially on the hardcore side where you get like a minute and a half track and you're yeah. like dope banger next you know <laughs> then you get like this eight minute song and you're like what the fuck is this six and a half minute song what's happening but it's if you know i think people who don't listen to much prog will like kind of take a stance on either i wish more bands would do long songs like this or people would be like i hate a long song bro fuck this long song i don't want to pay attention for six and a half minutes you know i think the the long song will be a uh controversial topic this year and that's that's my prediction okay right when we do this next year for 2024 we'll come back to our predictions as yes as we're right. um remind yeah. me 365 days 365 days <laughs> uh, but yeah thank you for um yeah the preview hopefully all the hopefully all these bands actually release stuff otherwise we're gonna look like complete idiots but yeah oh, like so i think it's still fun discourse to have plus and thank you for having me as well hopefully anybody mm -hmm. who listens or whatever let us know too uh what you're what, you know yeah. what you're looking forward to this year and if you think that any of this will or won't happen yeah let's know, not i would say discuss. leave a comment but this is a podcast so yeah sorry let us know <laughs> on social media yes thank you but yeah thank you for listening then there'll be more boolean chats at some point next month i don't know who with but yes thank you for listening <laughs> thanks joe thanks Bullen.